It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And I welcome you once again to another Estate Planning Essentials radio and podcast program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KWAM Radio and co-host of this program, endlessly seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my friend, my co-host, my attorney, who should be your attorney. I say that every week. This week is no different. Our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. I'm glad. Welcome back to another fine program uh, committed to estate planning issues. And today, it's not a day in the life of Michael Cohen. It's a day in the life of somebody else. It's ironic because many years ago, five or ten years ago, we used to be Legends 770, which used to play music like Elvis Presley. Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Kenny Rogers, you name it. And then, for various reasons, uh, I decided to change the format in April of 2017, and the rest is history. And now we've been a Christian talk station ever since. Uh, But back then, people really loved the music, but it was a, a dying format, for lack of a better phrase. But we played a lot of Elvis Presley, and it seems like, Michael, today, the name Presley is in the news more than ever. Yeah. Uh, Of course, as you know, Lisa Marie Presley uh, died in January of 2023, of course. And so now it brings up, like what you just said, it even brings up Elvis. You know, Lisa Marie uh, was the actually the sole heir of Elvis, his only, uh, the child of his marriage uh, with Priscilla Presley. Uh, They got divorced when uh, Lisa Marie was about four. Uh, and Elvis died uh, when she was about nine. Okay. Uh, Priscilla is now 77, by the way. Uh, anyway, when she was the sole, she became the sole heir of Elvis's estate. Um, Elvis's estate, though, wasn't for for being the king. Uh, it wasn't really that great. It was about five million dollars, which uh, doesn't when you think of rock and roll and all the success and. I guess his estate was all shook up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. so. And, and part of that was because he was had excessive spending. Mm-hmm. You know, he would give away Cadillacs and just spend money like crazy. And part of it was Colonel Tom Parker. I think he had a mm-hmm. gambling addiction. Um, and actually, the estate sued him uh, after uh, at some point because he basically— took money from the estate. Who is Colonel Tom Oh, that's Parker. Colonel Tom Parker is the guy who founded uh, 
who found Elvis and made him a star. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I mean, and he, even when uh, there was controversies with Elvis, remember they put him in the military. I know this is a long time ago. This is in the 1950s. So, but Colonel Tom Parker was well known as like it's kind of like. Eberstein or whatever his name was for the Beatles. Okay. He was like the person who made Elvis. Uh, but unfortunately, he took advantage of him as well, mm-hmm. uh, being in a position of trust. Now, this is, gets to the, gets one of the points that I guess you could think about for estate planning. Elvis had a will. Mm-hmm. Maybe Elvis should have had a trust, and instead of just trusting Tom Parker, uh, they could have had a trust committee or had different people to watch over instead of just putting all your eggs in one basket or have a trust protector to remove a trustee if they're acting badly and have a trust appointer. You could do different things in a trust. I'm sure that part of the uh, Lisa Marie, after seeing what happened uh, uh, to the estate, when she became older, she probably said that Tom Parker should have done the jailhouse rock. <laughs> uh, so uh, the uh, for those who are not old enough, those were a couple songs. Right. We're older. Yeah, I'm yeah. 60 this year. Mike's in his 60s, so we're older. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in any event, um, the um, the bottom line is that he took a lot of money. Uh, so there was really $5 million in Graceland, which is really not that much no. compared to the star that Elvis was. Um, I think that it must have been the DNA because Lisa Marie was also a big spender. Hmm. The good news was that Priscilla uh, and um, well, one of the other bad things that T- Pop Parker did was she he sold, you know, you talked about all those old songs and there's royalties. He sold to RCA for $5.4 million. All the all the songs and rights, no back, royalties. And back then, that's back a lot then. of money. Yeah, okay. yeah, back then. But compared to what it's worth now, oh it's like saying I'll pay you a cent for a million bucks. Right. You know, like Sinatra music is probably yeah, worth yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, so there really wasn't that much of an estate. And then the good news was that Priscilla. Uh, they what she did was they made Graceland, which was inherited. A tourist attraction, and it's like the—I think there's the third most visitors, like after the White House and something else, uh, thing that people see. So, uh, so they she built up the estate, and then there was the name, image, and likeness. They sold all the different name, image, and like all that was uh, grew. So the estate uh, eventually, uh, well, when. Lisa Marie had a trust for her in Elvis's will. Typical in a will or any trust, you have a, if you're underage, remember she was nine, uh, they had an underage trust. Until you're 25, the money could be spent on you for your health, education, maintenance, and support. We have something like that in virtually every will where there could be a potential beneficiary that is young. So even I always tell, like, you know, my wife's uh, grandmother lived to be 107 and a half. Yes, she did die prematurely. Uh, When she died, two of her three children had already predeceased her, and one of her grandchildren had predeceased her. Amazing. So if you, let's say that that grandchild had children and it went down the line, it's possible there could have been an underage trust for somebody uh, a few generations removed. And so we always have the, the reason. The moral of the story is, if you have any potential 
beneficiary uh, that is young and can't handle things, you have a health education, typically a, a trust for health education, maintenance, and support. So that you could either have a contingent trust within your will or a contingent trust within your trust that says if anybody is under whatever age you choose, some people say they never mature, uh, whatever age they, you choose, you could have it held in trust. And that's exactly what Elvis did. But at age 25, then uh, Lisa Marie created her own Elvis Presley Enterprises Trust, RLT, Revocable Living Trust. But she started having a lot of debts. They had a lot of debts. She didn't pay her income tax. There was a lot of stuff. Uh, she had a mortgage that she had defaulted on that was, I think, about $6 million or something like that. Income taxes that were millions. Uh, she And so what they did um, was they sold 85% of Elvis Presley Enterprises to uh, a company called Authentic Brands, which uh, owned, uh, I think it owned like American Idol, hmm. uh, Marilyn Monroe's, uh, things like that. Her name is, but unfortunately, that, that, and she'd sold it for like $100 million. But by the time you paid off her debts, taxes, I think she was left with about 40 Oh, my goodness. By the time she died, by the way, I think she had about 14,000-plus Graceland. Oh, my goodness. So here we had all of Elvis in a wow, and now we're getting down to how does this happen? Right. How does this happen, and what can you have done? So um, so um, anyway, they— um, she got all. Uh, she had a, a financial manager. Her trustees were. I, I guess Parker must have been the trust. May have been. I don't know if the, he was the trustee originally. Uh, they had uh, Elvis's dad, Vernon, uh, was the executor of the will. But they leaned on Tom Parker a lot. Uh, anyway, um, unfortunately, um, what happened? She created the trust, and she kept on. Uh, requesting money and she had a lavish lifestyle mm. and she eventually sued oh there was a on, on the trust there was a removal of um, uh, the trustees and they made Priscilla and her business manager I think this was around 2010 2010 mm -hmm. that she made Priscilla and her uh, her business manager as the trustees um, when she asked for money, it sounds like he probably just gave it to her, and she he wanted to relieve all these debts. So eventually, she sued him, the business manager who was acting as trustee, for not letting her know how bad her trust was, how little there was. Okay. He countersued for saying, yeah, pretty lavish lifestyle. And, of course, she has been Lisa Marie, as you may or may not know, was married four times. The first one, she had a couple kids. Oh, it, it, she had a couple kids. One was named Riley, and she also had a son and who unfortunately took his life. And uh, then she had two younger children who are probably about 14 years old right now. All right, and that was from her fourth marriage. And, of course, there was, she was divorced uh, each of these times. 
Uh, and in fact, she probably owes child support as well because she had more money. She'd marry like uh, musicians or whatever. Not that musicians don't have money, but mm-hmm. uh, she, since she had more, just because you're a wife doesn't mean you might not own child support if you sure. have more assets. Right. And so she had been in litigation with the fourth husband on uh, how much to pay uh, child support for those two children, the twins. Uh, and so, anyway, you know, the, everything gets, it's just, this is life, you know, <laughs> this is life. And so, um, and anyway, but she, in the meantime, has some income from Graceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was getting a pal- salary of 4300 or so a month from that. Right. Um, Graceland makes, I think, like $700,000 a year okay. uh, in profits or something Not like bad. that. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, but she only retained, or she retained Graceland and 15% of that, uh, of those royal, of those rights uh, regarding name, image, and likeness. Okay. No royalties from the songs because Parker had sold those, but so that's all she's left. So there's, so unfortunately, there was bad investments, a lavish lifestyle, and bad management. Yeah. So it's which leaving her with very limited funds. I remember reading too, and you and I don't prepare for these shows. We don't email each other or text each other in advance. You just show up. And you'll say to me, I want to discuss this today. Fantastic. And that's what we'll do. And then we'll do so. But I remember reading about Lisa Marie indicating, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, that it was called Graceland, but it wasn't very gracious <laughs> of her in the way she was speaking, uh, very harshly, um, very uh, adamantly, that when she passes no matter what happens, her kids are going to inherit Graceland, right. and it will be theirs forever, and no one can touch it. That seemed a little avaricious to me. Yeah, but well, that's true, and she—that was that was her main asset that she has when she died because she only had that mm-hmm. and maybe fourteen thousand dollars. And I mean, so you get. It, it it just maybe she has you know that fifteen percent of the company fifteen percent that she retained mm-hmm. on that name image and likeness that you know of course the company went bankrupt that she sold the majority interest to right. uh, but in that name image and likeness as we know nowadays right. has become more and more of a valuable uh, asset. Right, and we even see that in the uh, college, and uh, as well, you know, we mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw uh, a few weeks ago in January there was a like a Florida committed quarterback, and because they didn't give him thirteen million dollars to pay uh, as a freshman quarterback right. at Florida, he backed out. He backed out. Right, I saw it, and that's just a quarterback who hasn't proven anything, right. and he's not even, you know. Who would be the most valuable uh, NIL uh, right. player coming this year? I would think Arch Manning because of the name, if nothing else, and not besides the fact right. that, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's was a very good high school quarterback mm-hmm. uh, going to the University of Texas. Uh, I mean, so if some Florida – how much would Arch Manning be worth? So, right. And how much then would Elvis, the king of rock and roll, be worth? I don't know. It, it blows my mind. Uh, like it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, or just in general terms, the cliche, you follow the money, but it just seems like this is the case. I've been burned. I'm starting my 35th year next week and in radio, and I've been burned. We've all been burned, 
and I worry about the money thing. You're never about the money. I've known you over 10 years now, and I've never thought that about you, wondered about you. Your heart is in the right place, and you always lead with your heart. I know that about you, Michael Cohen. It's a fact. But for some other people, including celebrities, I worry about that that God of theirs, which is money, and how much that can undermine their causes. Yeah, and so then it makes you wonder, what could they have done differently a lot of times? And, you know, could they have uh, more professional management? You know, a lot of times we—I I know uh, I was talking to a client yesterday, and it was certainly no— uh, Elvis, uh, like say, but they did have an estate of like four million, wow. and mm-hmm. and they had a, a one son that was you know he he's fine he's good he's smart and a daughter who's a problem, and we I was talking about all right well there was nobody else that they really trusted, and I'm not sure that they could handle. Uh, and so we thought they were doing a tr- they have a trust, and then there's a trust within the trust for the daughter. And I was thinking, well, you know, and he has, let's say, a million-dollar IRA. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, wow, if I put the IRA as a beneficiary for her, we did a trust within the trust for her. Uh, normally, when you have that size of an IRA, there's a problem because you'll have more income taxes because the trust tax rate is compressed. Uh, income that exceeds roughly, gets close to 14000 a year, is taxed at a 37% tax rate, and her income would have been, her tax rate would have been less. So, um, but we said, oh, gee, if she gets the money, she's going to be like, quite frankly, like Lisa Marie Presley. It'll be gone within in no time. Mm. So, you know, we're think, we talked about having the uh, IRA go to the trust within the trust and having a bank or some financial institution uh, in, you know, watching over and making sure uh, a trusted institution. Now, of course, they charge fees, and a lot of people don't like the fact that there's fees. But in this case, because the size of the estate, the fees were only a half to 1%. Uh, and so, uh, you know, of course, it depends on the size uh, and what, how you invest, things like that on, on fees. That Usually banks or financial institutions have uh, a schedule, and sometimes you have to look at their language to see what they, you know, whatever that they want to put in the trust. But in any event, uh, maybe there should be um, some financial institution or somebody who's a professional managing when you have these different things who aren't going to be so willing to just hand over money for a lavish lifestyle or maybe they might even have some issues. Who knows if Lisa Marie... Uh, apparently, she'd been out of rehab, so there could have been a lot of waste. Uh, unfortunately, I don't want to, you know, say anything about the deceased, but you know, uh, you need professional management instead of just giving money willy nilly to people. And um, uh, and so you could have a trust protector if the trust trust is either uh, paying, charging too much fees, or if you think that they're mismanaging, they have a fiduciary duty to, you know, take care of whoever the beneficiary is according to the terms of the trust. Mm-hmm. And so you could have a protector or a new appointer to appoint somebody new. You could have a trust committee. You could have the bank with somebody else. You know, there's all sorts of different ways that could have been done to protect the Presley estate and not have had it way. You know, they just trusted different 
individuals, mm-hmm. just individuals, not necessarily professionals, even if they, maybe they were, it was her business manager. But, you know, actually, I think um, the one who was, even though they were divorced, I think Priscilla may have been the good person here mm-hmm. because she got said, okay, let's take advantage of Graceland and make it a tourist attraction. Sure. And uh, so the others, you know, they said, okay, let's pay the bills. And that's understandable, too. But mm-hmm. there may have been some mismanagement. Yeah. And you said May twice now. And I think it's not May. It's definitely mismanagement. You should have somebody at least give some of the money to them to manage. Maybe not all of it. You know, I hear, I watched the other day the series on Bernie Madoff and how he stole so much money and there were so many investors who just gave him all of their money and then he ended up stealing from them basically and dying and you don't do that you diversify you spread it out so maybe not maybe surely give some of it to some money managers maybe not all of it um, so that you are diversified and safe in case that person burns you This program is about not getting burned. It's about protecting your assets, your family, and you, like we say at the beginning of the program. And that is why you must attend Michael's next free estate planning essentials workshop in person, live, face-to-face. That is Saturday, February the 18th at 10 o'clock. And Michael, you've been doing these workshops for years and years and years. And in my mind, they're invaluable um, for so many reasons. But tell them all about the workshops. Yeah, we ask people what they want to know, and you never know what the questions are going to be. Uh, The last workshop uh, in January uh, was, quite frankly, the majority of the questions were about Medicaid, which was, you never know, sometimes it's the majority about estate planning, but in this particular one that was on Medicaid, long-term care, because uh, most people don't have long-term care insurance, there were other questions about being an executor or being the agent or a power of attorney and their duties. Or you, never, you just never know what the questions that are going to be asked. Some people ask about wills. Some people ask about trust, talk different types of trust. You know, there's all sorts of different types of trust. So sometimes there was, people ask about veterans' benefits. I think there was one question about that at the last workshop. So you just never Every workshop is different. We've been doing them for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the it's a two-hour workshop. We ask you what you want to know. There is a presentation. You're going to learn not only from whatever questions that you have, it's on your mind, but you don't have to ask any questions, but you'll at least learn from the questions that are being answered of other people who are attending. Meaning there's dialogue, there's interaction. It's not right. just being rammed down your throat. That's right. We call, That's why we call it a workshop and not a seminar. Okay. Although we do have a presentation as well about general estate planning, essentials, wills, trusts, powers of journey, that type of thing. Uh, but in Medicaid as well, since that's a common question, Big one. Uh, long-term care. So we ask people what they want to know. We answer their questions within the work two hours. Um, and we find that uh, if you like that, uh, if you like what you had to hear, uh, we have um, also a free vision meeting mm-hmm. where basically you could get 
even if there's questions were not answered and you want to get or more people or private, uh, you want to talk about things not in front of anybody else, we give you an opportunity to talk for an hour uh, on a one-on-one meeting to see what your issues are, and I'll answer those questions there without any obligation. So you basically get three free hours of estate planning or questions answered and learning from other people without any obligation to attend that free estate planning essentials workshop. All you have to do is sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com or call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. And where are the workshops located? Oh, at our office building, we have a conference center, which is over by Medical City Hospital in mm-hmm. North Dallas, uh, a little bit south of LBJ, uh, near Central Expressway in Forest Lane, uh, so just a little bit south of LBJ. It's easy to get to. Uh, and you'll find that uh, uh, you're going to learn something. The, we also serve some pastries and mm-hmm. coffee, that type of thing. And we even have free KAAM coffee mugs. Which also is, free. You know, we should charge people for those. You, you know, know Mrs. Folgers wished she came up with an idea and had her name on the side like <laughs> KAAM. She does. That's right. Yeah, really. So, uh, yeah, so who could ask for anything more? Mm-hmm. Uh, two th- free hours of estate planning without any obligation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one hour of a free vision meeting and a KAAM coffee mug. Well, who can ask for more? You well, um, anyway, so uh, we hope that if you – to see you that Saturday, uh, I think you're going to learn something, have some fun along the way. Uh, to do that, again, is uh, contact us at either 214-720-0102 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. Good. Thank you, Michael. Um, we got about two minutes left or so. What are the morals of the story regarding Lisa Marie? Before I even get to that, I want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. At the end of January, Priscilla found another trust. Okay. And it's, oh it, that said that the daughter, the two kids of Lisa Marie and one who has since died, uh, are the trustees of the trust. And she's challenging that in court, oh saying that she should be the trustee. Oh, boy. Uh, we haven't I, heard the end of this one by right, any Right, so this is going to be a continuing saga. Yeah. Um, all I could say is this. When you certainly on large estates like that, but not just large estates, you don't have to have a large estate to have a trust. And I'm not saying everybody should have a trust because that's not the case. There are sometimes people have trusts and some people have wills. But, you know, a lot of times you have to, whoever it is that you choose as a fiduciary, it's got to be somebody you trust. Right. And putting all your eggs in one basket on people who may not be professionals may not be the answer in this case. Now, it may be in you know, one of the listeners' case, uh, and perhaps, but you ought to, if, if you have any significant assets, then certainly, uh, yeah, think about other options to protect yourself, whether it be trust, additional trustees, trust protectors, other types of different things, trust appointers, different things to, you would think that um, could have had additional protection because here we see that sometimes people are spendthrifts, they have lavish lifestyles as well, and unfortunately the estate that should have been so large was, well, I guess it it just was nothing by the time that she passed, and it's going to have continuing Look at all the different obligations that there might be here. Mm-hmm. She has; She's probably in litigation with Priscilla's in litigation on the trust, 
with the daughter of Lisa Marie. Uh, Lisa Marie may have owed child support. Uh, you know, there may have been some litigation regarding that. OMG. You know, what? can there have been different things? And that's the whole idea about estate planning, protecting you, whether it be during your life or at death, and protecting your loved ones the way you would want. It's all about protection right there. Uh, protect yourself. Go to Michael's next workshop. Find out about estate planning, government assistance. The next one is Saturday, February the 18th at 10 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up. Our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. The record shows I took the blows and did it Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.